everybody. It's another edition of the Draft Dive Fantasy Football Podcast. Getting pretty late in the season here. Uh, I'm Jonah, joined as always by my co-host Colt. Colt, how's it going? I'm doing well, Jonah. Thanks for asking. I'm excited. I, I'm curious of where you stand on this. Um, I'm a big fan of the Saturday games for NFL, like Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, kind of set it up for the whole weekend. Uh, a charcuterie, if you will, uh, a magnitude of games just kind of over the entire weekend. I'm a big red zone guy, so shout out Scott Hansen, but I just like red zone, and, you know, once the Saturday games have played too, because then you kind of get more views and more eyes on, on those three or four games that are playing instead of like eight games at once where you can't watch everything. How are you, how are you adjusting to the Saturday games? Are you a fan of them? Kind of curious. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's football on more days is always better. You know, give me, give me football seven days a week and I'm happy. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally on board with that. Uh, and I like how they mix it up whenever, you know, it's like, Oh, no college football going right now. So let's go ahead and, you know, check into this market where those guys are watching. So I do love that. Um, we are on our starts and sits episode here, week 16. I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. Uh, I've got a quarterback here. He's kind of been down the last week, but Justin Fields versus the Cardinals. Uh, like I said, had a bad game last week, and but that was against the healthy Browns team, and it was on the road. Now he's facing the Cardinals, who kind of bleed points to the quarterback. They're 25th best against the quarterback position, so not good. And they're allowing the third most passing touchdowns uh, against quarterbacks. So I expect a big bounce-back game here for Fields, who's trying to save his job, to be honest. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of quality quarterbacks coming into this next draft class. Um, I, I'm not sure they're all uh, <laughs> set to set in stone to get into the draft class yet, but it uh, uh, looks like there's going to be a good handful. Yeah, no, uh, it's a strong class coming up, but if I'm Chicago, I'm sticking with Justin Fields. I'm Same. a Justin Fields believer, and I believe in him this week. Yeah, I think he has a nice game against Arizona. Um, yeah, he was one of my starts of the week as well, so I don't know if I can add a ton other than, you know, he's a great start, and while he's probably not available in, say, 50% of leagues, you know, he might be available in, say, 30% of leagues. You never know. He could be sitting out there for you. Yeah, I'm I'm in a league where I have, I'm I've been holding on to him just because I wanted to see if he started having those blow up like rushing games and stuff, and he kind of did coming back out of uh, his injury. Uh, but I'm starting him over Dak Prescott this week. I mean, I like Dak a lot. I think they're both probably top five quarterbacks on the week, but just the matchup is too juicy. Yeah, no, two big two big quarterbacks, so a nice problem to have. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, certainly. And so since we already talked about Fields, I'm actually going to go with his uh, opponent in that game, Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, another quarterback, he's a little deeper on the list. Figure we don't need to tell you to start guys like Mahomes or anything. And, you know, you're starting your stars if you've got them. But if you're dealing with, you know, I've been playing quarterback roulette in the playoffs and you might be too, so... I think Kyler Murray, strong start this week against a pretty weak Chicago defense and, you know, a similar similar hope that he blows up rushing and passing. Yeah, no, Kyler Murray is, I mean, he just kind of gets it done both ways. So that's always the allure to uh, these guys here. If you looked at, you know, just on paper, the Chicago Bears defense against quarterbacks, they've been great the last few weeks. But if you look at their opponents, I mean, you got – you got Saints, Panthers. Jared Goff just never has a game of against them, apparently. Uh, played the Vikings, which I think was Josh Dobbs, maybe last game. Um, 
Yeah, it was one of his bad ones. Yeah, so it's going to look pretty poor on paper there, Joe Flacco. I mean, he kind of got it done, got saved, but yeah, it was, um, they're not, I don't think they're as strong as they, they seem on paper. Like, if you look analytically, their matchups haven't been really schedule adjusted, so I do like that pick there, Kyler Murray. On to running back. I'm going with another guy here, another bounce-back candidate, Bijan Robinson versus the Colts. Uh, you might be saying, well, I'm starting Bijan every single week. You, you might have started him last week, and you might not be in the semifinals of your fantasy football championship. So uh, I, if you are, I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe you can fight for a consolation prize. But if you're still you know, trucking along and you manage through, Bijan Robinson, I mean, he has a, a lovely matchup here. The Colts, they're ranked 30th against running backs. They're allowing the second-most touchdowns. I think this is, you know, it's just a fumble that put him in the doghouse, you know, for a good portion of the game. Arthur Smith misused all of his uh, top 10 drafted, uh, you know, people. He, Kyle, Kyle Pitts he didn't really use nice. He didn't use Drake London. Bijan Robinson, like doghouse. But before that, he was averaging 20 opportunities per game. I think this is a huge bounce back game here for him. I'm starting with confidence in the semifinals. Yeah, he should recover and put up the kind of game that, we expect from Bijan, you know, a good game from him, even with Arthur Smith uh, in his offense. Yeah, trying to trying to just stop him in any way possible. He's some evil villain, that Arthur Smith. Yeah, it's interesting what they did this year, but, well, yeah, who knows? Uh, I'm going to go with Guy. Uh, I've talked about him before. Again, going a little deeper just in case you need a little help. Chuba Hubbard. I think uh, Chuba has a good game this week. Uh, Packers defense is 23rd against running backs, and he's hit uh, double digits in all of his last four games. So I think Chuba Hubbard continues and pulls out a solid game. You know, another guy who kind of on uh, on the edge where he could be available in your league. Yeah, Chuba Hubbard, is he's just looked amazing. I mean, I, I'm not sure there's any other running back that's gotten more carries over the last three weeks. 25 carries, 23, 22. I mean, that is workhorse material. He's not, you know, if you're in a PPR league, uh, he may not be getting it done for you there, but uh, 87 yards, 87 yards, 104. Like, he is getting it done on the ground, and now he gets to play Green Bay. You know, I think they just want to keep the ball out of, you know, out of Bryce Young's hands, possibly. I don't, I don't know why he's getting so many carries when these games where oftentimes they're down last week, they won. So obviously a close game there, but yeah, Chuba Hubbard is like I said, I, I do like starting him. He, he's about as safe as it comes for, you know, um, you know, for running backs, you know, he's going to get the rock. So love that pick. Uh, I'm going with another guy here at wide receiver here at Wilson versus the commanders. Um, mm -hmm. I, I might be going all bounce back players and you might be saying, well, all these players are like, you know, Highly rostered, Bijan's in every league, Garrett Wilson's in every league. But again, I mean, he just had a three catch for twenty nine yard game. That can happen with you know whether it's Zach Wilson under under center, Trevor Simeon, Brett Rippin, whoever they end up throwing out there. I think you can start them with confidence. It's the Commanders who they just love giving up a ton of points. Uh, on average, they're giving up forty two points to wide receivers as a whole. Uh, Garrett Wilson, like at that, like I said, should have a, a Huge game. I'm trusting the process about the commander's defense, just that they're bad. They're going to get the ball to Garrett Wilson. They have to. You know, if they want to possibly even be have a chance to win this game, uh, I think that's what they do. And they just sling it to Garrett Wilson as many times as they can. 
Yeah, no, it makes sense to me. I mean, Washington's turned into the 32nd ranked defense. <laughs> so even even the Jets, where you get a little scared, you know, Garrett Wilson's still a star and he should get his catches. And yeah, you know, bounce back games, it's important because you might have had a crappy week and still won. Or like you said, you might be going in uh, consolation brackets. And you start you start questioning yourself a little bit after after bad weeks. So, yeah, I would stick with Garrett Wilson as well. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy coming off a great week, and he's got another nice matchup here against Pittsburgh. That's T. Higgins. So he seems to have developed a nice rapport with Jake Browning. Yeah, uh, Jamar Chase is likely out. So T. Higgins as a number one receiver could be, you know, a week winner this week. Yeah, Chase is almost certainly out with that shoulder injury. They haven't ruled him out yet. We're on Wednesday uh, is when we're recording this here. But, yeah, it looks like he's going to be out. T. Higgins should, get, you know, get basically all the looks. Um, so I love that. He, he had two touchdowns last week. I don't know if you got to see the second one, but it was incredible. It was right. I did, at... unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so against Minnesota. Yeah, that's that's right. So, yeah, no, it was I, an excellent touchdown. Yeah, it was. I love players that do that extra stretch. I mean, unfortunately, it happened to your Vikings, but yeah, I love. I love when they they die for the pile on, get that extra yard or two, just reach that ball out, and that was a good heads up play by T. Higgins, who's and you know in a contract year. I mean, he needs to. He, he was a second round pick, so he doesn't get that first round, uh, you know, fifth round option. He does he want to stay with the Bengals? Does he want to show himself that he's worth you know X amount of money? I think this is a game where he needs to show that. So, yeah, against Pittsburgh, I think he gets it done. Um, at tight end, I'm going Hunter Henry. He was my sit of the week last week, but he's playing the Broncos, and they are the juiciest matchup of all. So while Hunter Henry isn't Sam Laporta, I mean, Sam Laporta looks awesome. Uh, Sam Laporta just had, I think it was three touchdowns against the Broncos, and Hunter Henry, that's where he makes his money with touchdowns. So, They've allowed the most touchdowns to tight ends in the league, so I'm going to go ahead and target, uh, you know, somebody who's kind of been red hot and, you know, Bailey Zappi's number one favorite target. Yeah, nope, got to play the hot hand, especially in the playoffs. Um, yeah, can't disagree with you. I'm going with another guy. He's got a, a great matchup against the Texans, who are 28th against tight ends. That's uh, David Njoku, who is just absolutely blown up the past couple of weeks so he's finally you know producing at that elite level and i think has a chance you know a shot at being tight end number one this week it really helps when joe flacco's throwing it about 45 times a game um i yeah. mean david njoku has looked awesome since uh you know just for majority of the season i mean he hasn't had less than six targets since week uh what is it week six and, yeah, he's just getting it done last two weeks, three touchdowns, almost 200 yards in total, 16 uh, snags. So, yeah, he, he's looked awesome. I think you can start him with confidence. I mean, it doesn't get juicier than this matchup here. You get the Jets next week. They're more susceptible to the pass, uh, or rather, rather more susceptible to stopping wide receivers. Um, so that's going to bode well, you know, in favor for Njoku this week against the Texans. Hopefully C.J. Stroud comes up and uh, they end up playing. You know, you want more points to be scored and keep this game a, keep this game close. But, yeah, Nunjoku is awesome pick there. Yeah, you figure Flacco's probably good for 50 throws this week, too. So that's, yeah. that's always a good sign. Yeah, we, we love Flacco. I mean, we mentioned it in the waiver episode when he was coming in as a starter. It's like, hey, 
He, he threw it a ton when he was on the Jets. He's going to throw it a ton here. I mean, they can't run the ball. They've been running the ball through Njoku. They just throw it short, throw it to Elijah Moore. So they, they're making these, uh, making these receivers earn it. And speaking of, let's go ahead. I'm going to kick it off with the defense here. Uh, Bills at the Chargers. I mentioned them on the waiver show. They were probably dropped because they played the Eagles. And then, you know, before that, they played the Chiefs. So high-flying offenses score a lot of points. You're not really wanting to start your start your defenses there. So they're likely dropped unless you're holding on to them for this matchup here. Somehow, knowing that Justin Herbert wasn't going to be playing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the brunt of it. The Chargers, they've been middle of the pack with Justin Herbert in the lineup. He's out for the season. Keenan Allen, still not practicing. Austin Eckler. Looks like he's lost a step, and even so, he's playing the Bills, who have been third best against running backs. So, like I said, they played the Chiefs. They kept them under 20 points two weeks ago. They basically shut out the Cowboys' explosive offense. Uh, yeah, those Cowboys they played, not the Eagles. Change all that around. But nevertheless, uh, Cowboys, have you know, they've been explosive. The Bills stopped them there. I think it's going to be another long day for Easton Stick. He's just been dribbling the ball on the ground, four fumbles in two games. Yeah, the Bills uh, Bills are easiest uh, start of the week that I've had here. Yeah, definitely a must start uh, just for all the reasons you went over. I mean, bet against Easton Stick is a pretty solid bet. And <laughs> yeah. Sorry to pick on uh, Easton. You know, if after you shut down Patrick Mahomes and an explosive Dallas offense, you've got to feel pretty good going into this week. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um. So... I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. They're taking on Carolina. Um, you know, Carolina, Bryce Young, certainly a better quarterback than Easton Stick, but they've just been very predictable. I mean, they're scoring under 20 points a game. It's almost guaranteed. You know, I think Chuba Hubbard has a good game against them, but as a whole of an offense, again, I don't think they reach the 20-point uh, mark, and, you know, it's a very safe, play for you yeah it's uh it's pretty low over under as well 37 point or 36 and a half sorry it's been bet down uh 36 and a half i mean green bay's favored by four and a half on the road it's yeah it's not gonna be not gonna be a great day for for the panthers there i mean just it's i say it every single week but bryce young i mean over the past seven games hasn't eclipsed 200 yards has two touchdowns over the past seven games if they're getting it done it's on the ground and I mean, I think the Green Bay Packers, they just kind of uh, hand it to them. So I love that pick there. Um, that's in contention for probably like a top five pick as well. It's certainly a safe pick because you know they're not going to be putting up points, uh, yeah. you know, on the Panthers side. So love that pick. Let's go on to sits. Now I'm going to start start with my quarterback, and I'm not excited about this guy. Um, I'm sad to say, we're, I think we're both fans of him, but Sam Howell at the Jets. Sam Howell, is, he, I mean, he's already in the hot seat. He just got benched last week due to his poor performance. You know, Jacoby Prissett came in there. It doesn't get any easier against the Jets, I'll tell you that. And then he has the 49ers and Cowboys after that. So, you know, people are questioning if he's going to be a starter for next year. I, I think he's done enough. It's the commander's defense that he's trying to have to come back every single game. Maybe you don't want him throwing it, you know, 45 times a game. Uh, I think he's looked competent. He wasn't on his uh, A game last week, but... I don't think he's going to be on his A game here this week versus the Jets. Uh, the Jets, they've allowed, on average, over the last month, four, sorry, eight fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last four weeks. So Jeez. that would absolutely not get it done. That would be great 
if he was Bryce Young. I mean, he hasn't hit eight fantasy points <laughs> since week 12, so it's been a while for him. But, yeah, it's you can't start Sam Howell with any confidence. It's a bad matchup. He could also get benched again. I, I'm not excited at all for him. Yeah, no, it's it's a bad bad week for Sam Howell, unfortunately. You know, I think he's done enough. He's shown enough. There are clearly other holes that need to be addressed with early draft picks uh, beyond their quarterback situation. I mean, they also need an offensive line, you know, not to mention almost a full defense. So hopefully they're not placing all the blame on Howell because that just doesn't make much sense as a football team. But yeah, it's not a good fantasy week for him. Yeah, I've seen people on Twitter kind of calling for his head, and I'm like, okay. I mean, he's been good. I mean, it's it's been tough matchups. So like I said, it's going to be more tough matchups. It kind of leaves that bad taste in your mouth at the end. Hopefully people remember what he did in the beginning of this. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm actually going to go with uh, Jordan Love uh, from Green Bay. They take on Carolina. Carolina's had a pretty solid defense. Um, they play those low scoring games, they lose them, but they're always low scoring games. And so, you know, loves a guy you might be considering starting. He had a great few weeks, but I don't think he, he does it this week. Yeah, no, I'm totally on board with that. Um, I'll explain a little bit more once I get to another set of the week here, um, why I'm on board with that, but I'll, I'll kick it off here with my next one. Uh, running back, I'm sitting Ty Chandler versus the lions. I know that's your boy, Um, Mm -hmm. but since week 10, the Lions have only allowed one team to average over uh, 4.0 yards per carry, which is just kind of like, I would say, the standard. Um, You know, if you've got him, you're likely starting him. I think he's got the juice. He could take it anywhere, you know, uh, on the field to the house. The matchup isn't great. Uh, I think it's certainly a temper expectations. They've been number one against the running back position so far on the season. It's been... you know, you look at the Eagles, we thought they were, you know, probably number one. I mean, they're still up there, but Ken Walker kind of ran on them. Lions have, have kind of stopped the run here recently, so, uh, and on the course of the season. So, Ty Chandler, I'm not excited about it. I hope that they can get the offense rolling, because if the Lions go up, Ty Chandler, maybe not getting so many carries there, has to get it done in the past game, which is a part of his game he has as well. It, like I said, if you got him off waivers, that means you're probably starting him, but just temper expectations. Yeah, I didn't realize the Lions had been so strong against the run, but it does make sense. They seem like a team you pass against, and a lot of the times they score a lot of points, so you pass against them a lot. Yeah, temper expectations with Ty Chandler. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs, assuming that he's healthy and cleared to go for Monday, which I believe it's, you know, believed he will be. But I don't think he does very well against Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City has a pretty strong run defense. And I believe that the Chiefs get up in that game and it turns into a, you know, throwing offense for Las Vegas and that Jacobs doesn't get the work he needs to be effective. Yeah, Josh Jacobs is such a, a questionable character. I mean, he plays on Monday. He's questionable right now. I'd expect him probably to be questionable throughout the week. I know reports on him as he's tending towards playing, um, but I just can't gamble. You know, who would you audible to there? Like a Jared McKinnon or a Clyde Edwards Hilaire, like Zamir White, if you somehow got him off waivers. But if you didn't, if you don't have any of those three options, you have to pivot somewhere else in Josh Jacobs. Not only is the matchup bad, but he's got a questionable tag. So, yeah, it's it's just, it's very rough, you know, rough sledding there. So, yeah. I'm, yeah, it's tough. I mean, 
the ideal situation is you have Zamir White just in case, uh, even though it'll probably be a tough game for him. At least he'll be playing. Uh, out of the other ones, I'd probably go McKinnon just because I've yeah. never been a Clyde Edwards Hilaire fan, and I think he's kind of shown what he can do, which is not very much. <laughs> Certainly a bust of a first round pick. Um, you know, I'm I'm on I'm in the camp of you shouldn't draft running backs in the first round, anyways. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. Uh, both McKinnon and Clyde Edwards being a bust. Um, on to wide receivers. This is kind of piggyback off your Jordan Love one. Jaden Reed at the Panthers. The, like I said, we both said it. The Panthers are a bad team, but it's much like the Texans, Texans uh, of last year. I mean, you don't need to throw against them to win the game. They score 14 points per game, so you, you don't need to keep passing on them. The, the Panthers are technically fourth best against wide receivers, which also doesn't bode well for the quarterback position, as you were kind of mentioning. And, I mean, here's some wide receivers they've recently faced and, and their kind of outings. Drake London, I mean, he was kind of misused there last week, but two for 24. Chris Olave, four for 28. Mike Evans had a huge blow-up game against them. That's Mike Evans. He's a Hall of Famer. I mean, mm -hmm. D-Hop is as well, but he's kind of uh, older. But D-Hop, three for 49. C.D. Lamb, six for 38. And D.J. Moore, five for 58. You get the picture. These are stud wide receivers you've been starting most weeks, and they just don't get it done against the Panthers because you don't need them. So... Jaden Reed, not only is he kind of banged up with an ankle injury, so he's not practicing right now, I don't I don't think you should be starting him there against the Panthers. There are other options you uh, audible too. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, if you're sitting Jordan Love, you probably don't love his, uh, his wide receivers. It's just uh, Carolina, you know, they've got a pretty solid defense, at least against the pass. And yeah, they've they've proven it against some great guys. So probably won't be his week. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who just absolutely blew up last week, but you don't want to start him this week. That's a Terry McLaurin. I mean, kind of one of my guys I really like. I think he's underused in Washington personally, um, but he's going against the Jets. We've talked before. The Jets shut down opposing wide receivers. They're number one in fantasy against wide receivers. So even though that game last week, he put up a ton of points. I I don't trust him going forward. Yeah, no. I mean, it's the Jets matchup. You you can't possibly do that. And as we mentioned about Curtis Samuel with the uh, you know with him being a waiver wire pickup, it's it's roulette with the Washington Commanders. Like you don't know what you're going to get any even any any given week. So he just had a blow up game, his best game of the season by far. Um, yeah, it's not somebody you can trust. Maybe you throw him out as a flex, but. You, I'm not doing that. I'll go. I'll go a lot of different scary, ways. Yeah, yeah, a lot of different ways before I go McLaurin's way. I mean, it's it's been not so pretty. Uh, get a little heat check on you. Would you go maybe like JSN versus Tennessee uh, over Terry McLaurin versus the Jets? I mean, you could throw in Tennessee a touchdown. Nice little game there. Yeah. No, I I would. I'd take JSN over Scary Terry. What about a uh, like another waiver wire hero, Noah Brown? Assuming C.J. Stroud is out. Ooh, Stroud Cleveland. out. Uh, I mean, that's a tough one. With yeah. the backup quarterback, I don't know, coin flip it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you go with the talent of McLaurin there, but the, the matchup is just also awful. So, yeah, it's that, that's, where, that's what territory we're in, though, with Terry McLaurin, who, like I said, just coming off of a huge week. So he's more of like a wide receiver three to me. Um, 
you know, going forward, at least you know, certainly in this week. So, yeah, that just kind of gives you a heat check on him. At tight end, uh, we talked about some players being misused by Arthur Smith. Kyle Pitts versus the Colts. You saw the news recently. Desmond Ritter benched for Taylor Heineke for the rest of the year. I, mean, I actually like Taylor Heineke. I'm a Heineke fan. I just like underdogs. And, I mean, that's kind of his shtick, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be mistaken for an upgrade. I, I mean, Desmond Ritter isn't great, but T- Taylor Heineke isn't necessarily, uh, you know, fearing anybody either. You can run on the Colts, so, you know, much easier than you could pass on them. So that's why I like Bijan this week. And it's a one-game sample size with Heineke. And him and Pitts, it didn't look any different than him and Desmond Ritter together. Same number of looking, you know, targets, receptions, yardage, all that kind of stuff. Which, if you're happy for, you know, with three for 45 and no touchdown upside, then maybe go there. I, Taylor Heineke's going to throw it a little bit more than Ritter, so he's gotten a, maybe a little bit of an upgrade. But I'd, I'm not super excited. I don't think you have to be obligated to start him based off his name and his draft capital. Uh, I think you can go other other options. I mean, we talked about Isaiah Likely. That's somebody I would start over mm-hmm. him. Um, I mean, Hunter Henry, certainly. He's my start of the week. There's a few other options that you can go to besides Kyle Pitts, if possible. Yeah, just, man, feel bad for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I'm a Heineke fan, too. I love Heineke. I'll always point out he was the only quarterback that uh, almost beat Tom Brady in his last uh, Super Bowl run. Heineke's the only one who gave him a game. Yeah. But it's it's not not looking good there for old Kyle Pitts, which yeah, you just run against Indianapolis. Uh I'm gonna go with Dallas Goddard. Um Goddard, he's got a tough matchup. Uh the Giants is actually six against fantasy tight ends. And so I don't believe that they look his way as much. He did get nine targets last week, so that's a good thing. But he hasn't been producing the past couple of weeks, even with those targets, and now he gets a tough matchup. Yeah, not ideal there. I mean, in in Philadelphia, they're they're favored by eleven and a half. They're coming off of you know what is it, three straight losses. They're yeah, you know they've played juggernaut teams. Now they get the Giants. This is not a David versus Goliath situation. This is watch out divisional matchup. They're going to run up the score. Um, I I think that that bodes more for you know uh, DeAndre Swift. And the run game there, you know, it's going to be a lot, of, a little bit of the passing game, but I don't think they're going to need to pass a ton. It's yeah, it's not a not a Goddard game. Given the matchup, maybe maybe you want to get into that. I mean, it's like forty two and a half point over under, but yeah, Goddard is. I mean, Isaiah Likely is a person I would audible from just because I feel like he's the first read in the offense, um, even though it's yeah. in San Francisco. It's again not another good matchup. David Njoku certainly. I don't know if I would go. Hunter Henry over Dallas Goddard. I mean, it's a great matchup. He's been on fire recently. That's a close one. I think I might go Hunter Henry, which is a guy you got on the waiver wire. So, yeah, to tell you a little heat check, that's oof, that's spicy. Yeah, he's yeah, it's it's cold for him this week. Yeah, yeah, no, certainly. Um, on to defenses. Let's wrap this up here. I'm going with the second ranked defense as my sit of the week. It is the Baltimore Ravens. They are playing at the 49ers, Santa Clara. I've got a question for you, Jonah. Mm-hmm. Is is the Cowboys' defense, are they good? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> Cowboys' defense, they, I would say they are it's good. good. Yeah. Well, the 49ers dropped 4-2 on them. And so the Ravens, I mean, they're a great defense. 
They, are, like I said, they're number two defense on the on the year. But you have to play the matchups. You you don't want to get caught, you know, holding the bag. They play the 49ers. They're scoring 30 plus points per game. And the Ravens have shown that they're susceptible to high flying offenses. They played the Rams just two weeks ago at home, and they scored like 30 points on them. So. This one, as I mentioned, in Santa Clara, not Baltimore. I'm excited for the game, but I'm pretty sure that the 49ers just take them for a walk. Yeah, I, I'm, I think that the 49ers easily win this game. Yeah, that 49ers offense looks scary, which we always knew their defense was. So now that their offense is clicking on all cylinders, very scary team. Yeah, you asked me uh, uh, two weeks ago, I would have said Dak Prescott at MVP. Um, I mean, it's only one down game, technically, you know, this last game against Buffalo. But, man, Purdy has looked good. Yeah, it's tough. The, I mean, the only thing that might kill him is splitting the vote with McCaffrey. Yeah, well, I mean, they never give it to. I, I, I'm all for non-quarterbacks winning it, trust me. Uh, but, yes, no, I, I think that's a, uh, man, if McCaffrey wins, that'd be so awesome. But, yeah, they the most valuable player should play for San Francisco. Uh, I've got a couple just because one one is maybe, um, and I'll explain. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland, if C.J. Stroud plays. Okay. So, you know, I would sit Cleveland against Houston and C.J. Stroud. I think that Houston offense is just too good. Even And, you know, we've talked about how great Cleveland is at defense all year. And they're still great at defense. But with C.J. Stroud in, I, I would sit Cleveland's defense. If not, then uh, sit the Steelers' defense. Cincinnati has proven that they can score points. You know, it's it's a big reversal for me on the anti-Jake Browning train. He proved me wrong, so don't bet against Jake Browning's offense anymore. Yeah, no, he's he's looked good. I... um. I wanted to kind of include T. Higgins as a kind of a sit of the week. I know he's your, I think he's your start of the week. He, yeah. I looked at the Steelers because they were like number one against quarterback recently, and I was like, oh, okay, let me double check. I want to see who they've actually played. They haven't played anybody really for the most part, and so it was kind of one of those hasn't adjusted for it type yet. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not Jake Browning. I mean, he looks good. He, he salvaged his day last week. Um, you know. But it's, mm -hmm. it, yeah, he, he's kind of proven, I think, a lot of people wrong. So, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. I, and actually, I, a team who's kind of, they've had some recent success, but it's getting, uh, been against some pretty poor quarterback play. Uh, I almost went with Matt Stafford as a start of the week because New Orleans, oh, they've, they've looked scary against uh, quarterbacks for the past month or six weeks. Mm -hmm. But. They also haven't played any good quarterbacks, so yeah, are they really that good? Exactly. I mean, the last two weeks they played Tommy DeVito and, and what is it, Bryce Young. Before mm -hmm. that, they and they scored a ton of points. You know, so if you you rode this train, you want to get off of it. They're playing Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Uh, they played Detroit before they played Carolina, and they didn't hold them to uh, you know yeah a nothing burger. So yeah, totally on board with all of those uh, starts or rather sits. Uh, for the defense position. All right, Jonah, let's go ahead. We'll wrap it up here. Um, let's go ahead and tell people where they can find us. And uh, yeah. Well, you can find us on our website, www.draftdive.com. 
You can find us on Twitter at Draft Dive and at underscore Colt Williams. And you can find us on Patreon for betting picks, uh, Patreon backslash Draft Dive. All right. Sounds good. All right, Jonah, I will see you on Monday with our week 17 championship week. Championship. Yeah. Waiver wire episode. So I'll see you then, buddy. All right. Perfect. Have a good one.